Revelations chapter 2. Let us stand. Verse number 24. But unto you I say, and unto the rest in Thyatira, as many have not this doctrine which have not known the depths of Satan, as they speak, I will put upon you none other burden, but that which you have already hold fast, Till I come. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you this morning, Lord, for all your blessings and all your love and all what you've done for us already, Lord. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for, Lord, uh, just uh, having patience with us. Sometimes we get stepped out in the flesh. Sometimes we get to thinking things we shouldn't, Lord. But we know that we can come back to you, Lord. We know that we can repent, Lord, and we know that you are always there. Lord, we just ask you to touch our hearts, open our minds this morning, Lord, and just bless us, and we just love you and, and do, uh, praise you and give you all the glory. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You may be seated. And the Lord tells John in chapter 1 that he walks in the midst of the churches. And not only that, he tells John over and over that which have an ear, let him hear. Let him hear what the Spirit said in the churches. Uh, these verses tell me this. If you want to fellowship with the Lord on a regular basis and be around where He's walking at, if you want to hear from God speaking to your soul, you need to show up where God is at. You need to be where God is dwelling at. You need to be where God is walking at. I don't know what people say, and they say, I, can't, I can meet with God at the lodge, I can meet God down at the bar, I can meet with God at Walmart. I, I know you can meet with God anywhere, but there's nothing like meeting with God at the house of God, that God blesses you, that God lifts you up, that God encourages. There's no other place that you can find what happens in the house of God with God this morning. If there's something spiritual happens when the church of the living God in one heart, one mind, and one accord, and the Lord Jesus is the person, the Holy Ghost, begins to move in the mist and start to stir our hearts. And then he begins to start saying those things that, uh, that are listening. You're not going to find that anywhere else. You're not going to find it driving down your car. You're not going to find it at Walmart. Although you can meet with God. I know you can fellowship with God anywhere. But there's nothing like the fellowship with God in the house of God. So the Lord is telling John to write these things. He says, look at these things. I want to show you these things. He says, this is what I want you to see. Not only does he say that someone is in the local church, the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, the Spirit of God. But according to chapter 2 and chapter 3, there is also someone else that's walking around in the local church. He's seeking whom he may devour. Over and over in chapter 2 and chapter 3, the Lord tells John there is an enemy out to infiltrate the church, pull people out of the church and trying to ruin the effectiveness of the church day. 
In chapter 2, verse 9, he talks about the synagogue of Satan. There are some that are not really saved at all. They have a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Verse 10, he says that the devil is going to try some of those of the church. And he's going to cast them into prison. Verse 13, he said the church of the Pegamus. They were the place where Satan's seat was. They were in a, the hotbed of Satan activity, satanic activity. When we come to this church here, he makes this statement. And I want you to get a hold of this morning. Verse 24, he said, the depths of Satan. That word depth literally means uh, the deep sea. What the Lord was trying to get across to the church is you don't know how far the, the devil will try to drag you down. You don't know how far Satan will try to ruin your life. You have no idea how bad the devil can drag your life down and how, how dark it can become in your life. You have no idea. We got this idea that the devil is just, is just trying to trip us up. No, it's more than that. The thief cometh not but to steal and to kill and destroy. The devil is not just happy trying to strip you up and get you all messed up. But the devil has come to destroy your life, your family, the church. The devil is trying to get rid of you this morning. He'll drag you into the depths of the sin. And you won't realize how bad you got it. The depths of the immorality. We look at our country and we've been, we're in the depths of the immorality and the things that's going on in this world today. You realize there are some places in the ocean that there's never been uh, uh, looked at. They don't even know what's going on down there. I think the Marana Trench is like 35,000 plus feet deep. They ain't never been down there. Don't know what to expect. It's too dark. I don't, I don't think I'd want to be there. But people try to get to these places. It's ungodliness places. The devil will try to take you down to these dark, dark places in your life. I want you to get a hold of this morning. The depths of Satan. You say, preacher, I'm at church. That is wonderful, and I am so glad that you are. But if you think because you're sitting on a pew in a church house, just think because you sing a song, and I love the children's choir. We're gonna, they're going to have to start doing that more. I love that. That was good. Just because you're sitting on a pew, just because you got a Bible in your lap, just because you pray, and just because you raise your hand and say amen, don't think the devil can't get you. Because I'm reminded that I am still in the flesh. I am still flesh. But the devil was trying to drag you down to the depths of the dark place this morning. 
There, there have been a lot better church members than I that have gone to the dark place. There, there's been a lot better preachers than I that's been dragged down in the pits of immorality and the dark places. There, there's been a lot people, better people than you have that sit in the church that all of a sudden the devil pulled them down into the dark pits. There, there are those that think the world is not so bad. The devil is just a boogeyman. They don't hate the Bible. They hate your Bible. They hate your God. You start telling them about Jesus Christ. They'll let you know exactly how quick they don't like you. They don't like your God. They don't like your Bible. They don't like the church. When you start telling them about Jesus. I like the way he worded here, as many have not this doctrine in which have known the depths of Satan. All you young people here this morning, you have in your mind, mom and daddy is telling me, uh, I can't do this. They're holding me back from enjoying my life. And I, I don't want to listen to a preacher ranting, raving, yelling, and spitting. He, he's trying to keep me from enjoying my life. No, we're not. And can I say, no, we're not. We know there are some depths that you don't need to go down to. Uh, we know there's some places that you don't need to go down to. We know there's some sin that you shouldn't get into. We're just trying to keep you from having the scars of this world to keep you from what the devil is trying to do to your life this morning. You ought to thank God that you've got a mama and daddy that hold you back. Tell you about God. And so there is a danger in this world today. I'm telling you what public schools today is just, you want to know why America will never come back? I'm going to step out of this just a minute. You want to know why America will never ever come back again? Because the public schools ain't producing nothing. It, it, the people in school today, the kids in school today, they ain't there to learn. They're just there to have fun and do what they want to do. They're not teaching them. Every since the Word of God was taken out of the church, the devil went into the church, and that's all they're producing is the Satan spawns. America ain't never coming back. Won't never come back. Talking about Titan that went down. I read about this stuff, and I've been looking at it. They, they say when it first went down, they lost contact with the Titan about 45 minutes into their trip at a descent that's going down. They, they couldn't find anything. They couldn't, no radio contact, no nothing was happened to them. Then it was reported that, uh, that the tail section was found 1,600 yards from where they were at. They knew that was something happened. In fact, the military uh, ships said they reported that they, on the radar, they saw this explosion on the radar. Something happened. Something happened. It killed everyone on the board. And I was thinking about Satan and the depths of the sea and how he would love to Take everyone of us on a little joy ride to the depths of the sea this morning.
telling us everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be all right. You just go and have a good time. You're going to be able to tell everybody about all the fun that you're having today. All the way down in the darkness of sin. Can I say this, and please get a hold of this. Not everybody that goes down comes back up. Not everybody goes down comes back up. There, there are three things I want to give you about this event that happened and what, what he says, the depth of Satan. And, and keep this in mind that as we talk, it's about Satan trying to get you down in the depths of sin that you never be able to come back out. He wants to drag you so far down in, into the depths of sin that you can't see and you give up and all of a sudden kill you down in the depths. You say, well, the devil can't do that. There's been a lot of people who's died in the depths of the sea of Satan's sin. There's been a lot of good people that slipped off into the depths of Satan. First of all, we see the pressure. The deeper you go into the depths of the devil, the pressure gets heavier and heavier. They say when we stand here, there's only about one point uh, uh, atmospheric pressure on our bodies right here as we stand above sea level here. But as you start to descend under the ocean, it starts to build up and build up and build up. When you get down about 15 to 30 feet, it's about 30 times more than what it is now. So the pressure starts to build up on you. And that's what Satan is trying to do. He uses people to put pressure on you. To push against you. They say when the Titan exploded or imploded, it was 400 times the pressure was on them. I thought about this. What would it be like for 400 pounds of pressure to be on your chest? And I, I got in looking at it and I got to reading and studying on that. And they was talking about 400 pounds of pressure uh, that was uh, uh, on them at one time. And it said it was almost like the Eiffel Tower sitting on your chest. Man, how, how can something so heavy be sitting on your chest? How something so heavy can keep you from doing it? it just tell you, it's, that's what Satan is. Satan wants to put the pressure on you. He'll use the people around you. He'll use things in you. And he's getting you down deeper and deeper and deeper. And that pressure builds. And that pressure builds. And you start to feel it. You start to feel it. I, I was reading some other commentaries about this event, and it said it happened so fast that none of them knew what happened. It, it just, all of a sudden, boom, that was it. They did not know what happened. Can I say that's what Satan does to us? Yeah. 
Satan will reach into your life and start pulling on you, uh, getting you to start thinking things you shouldn't think, uh, start saying things you shouldn't say, uh, and it'll start pulling you more and more and more. And next thing you know, you don't know what happened, but hey, I'm in the depths of sin of Satan today. How did I get here? Because you chose to go. Those five people on that Titan chose to go. Except the son. Gave up his seat. Ooh, that's a, mm, oh, oh that, let me just talk on that for a minute. The son of one of them was going to go with his father. But his son says, I'll give up my seat for another. Mm, there was. There was one that says, I, I'll give up my son for another. I'll give up my, I'll let my son. I'm telling you, he, Satan is going to pull us down in the pits of hell and just keep us there to destroy us right there. There's a lot of pressure on everyone. But can I say Satan can't win all the time? There are people that says, I, I've seen... I've seen what they've done. I, I know what they've done. They got away with it. They, they, they didn't get caught. They're, they're not down in the pits. Well, if they done it and got, why, why can't I do it and get by with it? You, you can only do it for so long you're going to get caught. Amen. You, you can only disobey the laws of the land before you get caught. Teresa's always saying, say, hey, uh, they can't do that. I said, well, it's not illegal until you get caught. <laughs> then when you get caught, it's illegal. Can't do that. Sin's going to catch you. Yep. And it will pull you down. You get caught. That's the problem with a lot of people today. I, I see what they've done. I, I see the path they went to. And they don't look like they're having a bad time. It looks like they're having a good time. I, they're always partying. They're always shouting. It seems like their people are real joyful. It may be joy today. It may be singing today. But there's going to come a day that you're going to have to pay for every one of your sins. There's going to come a day that you're going to stand before God and give an account for all that joy that you wanted to have instead of serving God. There's a lot of pressure in this world. And we let it get to us. We let it get to us. Depths of the devil, you start trying this. Trying that pressure. So well, I can take a little bit. I, I can handle a little bit. I, I, I think I can get by with a little bit. No. You just keep going down further and further and further. The devil wants you to go a little further. And you notice when you start, if you ever been, anybody ever been in the ocean? When you start going down, you, go, you gradually go down. You don't go, you do that, you got problems. And what are you doing? You gradually, when you start gradually go down, they get to a place, they stop and let, let your body adjust to that pressure. See, that's the devil does that. He'll drag you down just so far and he'll stop. So, all right, now, you get used to that right there. 
And, and we get used to it, you know. I don't have to go to church all the time. I don't have to read my Bible all the time. I don't have to pray all the time. I've gotten used to that. The devil says, all right, now it's time to come on down a little further. Mm, now I don't have to witness. Uh, I don't have to go there. I don't have to act right. I don't have to talk right. I can go to the bar now because I really just slide by. You get used to that. The next thing you know, he drags you a little bit further down. Now you're not even talking about God. You're not even thinking about God. You're not even giving God a second chance. You're not even giving God a glance. And now the devil says, you know what? I've got you where I want you at. You're not, God is not on your mind. The church is not on your mind. The word of God is not on your mind. I've got you where I need you at. And he let that pressure just gradually build up on you. I've seen people... Praise God, shout God, come to the altar, cry, and, and just witness to God. And all of a sudden, next thing, the pressure got them. And they went out the door. The pressure. Can you imagine 400, the Eiffel Tower sitting on your chest? The pressure builds up. There's a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. Then, then I got to think about it. What were they doing? They were going to see the Titanic. The past. The past. You mean there's a danger of the past? You, know, you realize what they were going to see? They were going to see something from the past that had already done been destroyed. At 1,500 people died on that ship. The Titanic sunk to the bottom. And that's what they're chasing for. That's what they're looking for. What are you wanting to see? What do you want to see there? Listen to me. They were tra tracing the same steps of something that was destroyed already. You wanted to see something that has already been destroyed. You're going to walk in the same path. I have watched God's people. And I've asked, why in the world are you going that way? Why, why are you heading in that direction? We've been preached to, we've been warned about, but yet we still go in the wrong direction. You realize they were not going up, they were going down. Let me just say that it will destroy your family. It will destroy your marriage. It will destroy your walk with God. It will destroy your enjoyment with the things of God. Why are you going that direction? Why are you going in that way? Destruction. You're going to end up being destroyed yourself. Just like the ones that went down before. Everybody thinks, well, it never happens to me. I think there's enough sitting in here right now that can raise their hands and say, well, you know what, I've said the same thing and it did happen to me. Yeah. 
I did get pulled down. I did go the wrong direction. I did go down the wrong path. Thank God somebody warned me. Thank God somebody came and told me. Thank God Jesus got a hold of my heart. Thank God I came to the altar and asked God to forgive me. Thank God for that. that I was heading down the wrong path. I was headed down in that direction of destruction. The past. The past. The direction you're heading in today, you're going to destroy in the same spot where others have been destroyed. Where others got messed up. Lives got messed up. And just saying, that's not going to happen to me. That's not going to happen to me. Some of us are heading in the wrong direction today. You say, well, I'm not going far. One step in the wrong direction is too far. You don't get closer heading in the opposite direction of God. When you start down that path, listen to me, when you start down that path, it's not up to you anymore to change directions. We've heard this said before. Learn from the past and not make the same mistakes. You know, I find this. There's two things you can learn about people as you watch them. Two things. You can learn what not to do and you can learn what to do. Everybody is going to show you things that you should not do. And there's only very few people who show you the things that you should do. Watch people. Look at people. Look and say, hey, and let me just say this. You need to be an example to the world so the world can see you, that you are somebody that they need to mirror their life at. I'm heading in the right direction. And if you're not heading in the same direction I'm going into, you need to do an about face and come with me. Don't you turn around because brother or sister or cousin somebody said, hey, come on with me. We can have a little fun. You ain't got to go to church every Sunday. What are you, a holy roller? Better be a holy roller than a rock and roller. Amen. It, it, it's been done before. People have gone down in the wrong directions before. And gotten in trouble, messed up. We're just trying to keep you from having scars of this world in your life. Would it be great? I mean, I wished I'd have known when I was a kid. I'm telling you, I wished I'd have known when I was a kid. I would not be carrying the scars I carry right now because somebody headed me in the right direction. I followed out the wrong direction. I followed out the wrong ones. I prayed, God, thank you for getting me out of it. But I should not carry the scars that I carry of this world in my life. You need to be a light to somebody, especially these young people. You don't need those scars. And every one of us in here, and I'm telling you, every one of us in here can stand up and say, I've got this. I carry this. This is, this is what I deal with. 
Over and over and over, I have to deal with this. Over and over, the devil gets my mind and says, Hey, you're not good enough. Look what you've done. Look where you've been. You ain't good enough. And sometimes I get to believe in him too. Then I have to say, Lord, help me. Help me. You say, well, I'm going down a new road right now. I'm making my own road. Let me just say, there's not a new road. There's nothing new under the sun. You can't go down a road that somebody in here ain't already been down. You're heading down a path. It's been happening before. The Bible gives us an examples. In the Bible, you know, the people we can learn from. Samson. I don't even know why he's in the Bible. <laughs> he, what he went through, he just disobeyed God all completely. Then you, then you have Lot. What was he thinking? See, these paths, ain't, it's not new. Paths are not new. He wound up in Solomon. His kids messed up. He's messed up. His family messed up. The whole point is don't go that way. Learn from that path. Learn from your past. There's people in here who's got past that need to tell you this is what will happen if you go down that direction. This is what will happen if you go in that pathway. I'm trying to warn the young people today. I'm trying to warn you. Some of you older people need to get warned too. Amen. Some of y'all may be thinking, well, I, I, I think I'll head down that path a little while. Looks like everybody else is having fun. Everybody else seems to be happy. It seems like the world is gaining everything and the Christians are losing everything. You've got that backwards. The world is losing everything. The Christians are gaining everything. Amen. Learn from your mistakes and learn from the past. Ask somebody, what is it like to go down this road? What, it, what is it like to take the first sip of alcohol? Everybody in here, baby, could tell us that. What is it like to just take that first blunt? What is it like? It don't let you go. Nobody says, I can take one. and It's not Lay's potato chips. You can't take one drink. It's another. It's another. It's another. Oh, I know. I thought I was going to drink Rockingham County Drive one time. I'm, I ain't lying. If it hadn't been for the grace of God, I probably would have hadn't been dead by now. I'm trying to warn you. There's a path you can go down. It's going to destroy your life it's going to leave scars on your life that you can't erase because they're always going to be there and you know what the devil is always going to remind you he's going to always remind you and you're always fighting the flesh you're fighting the world you're fighting the devil and you're fighting your past amen the past there's a danger in your past there's a danger in it there's a danger of the pressure that the devil will put on us to walk away from God. But can I say this? 
the danger comes to a point. It came to a point that they didn't even know it happened. They didn't have time to feel the pain or even saw what was going to happen. See, there are people who says, well, I'm going to play around in the depths of the devil just about the time I'm going to come out. I, I, I'll play with it just long enough that when I feel like the pressure is going to build up too much, I'm going to turn around and come back. Don't always work that way. Because when it hits, it hits suddenly. It's not something you're going to know, well, if I go down that road for another week, it's going to happen. No, it's suddenly. Proverbs says, therefore, therefore shall his calamity come suddenly. Suddenly shall be broken with remedy. You don't know when it's going to hit you and how it's going to happen, but it's coming. It's coming. I don't know what the devil has on you to drag you down today. To drag you into depths. But I can tell you this, and I know this for a fact, everyone sitting here this morning has something the devil can drag every one of us into the depths of the Satan. There's not one here say, hey, I've got it all right. Uh, there's not one here says, I have arrived. Uh, I have achieved. Uh, no, you're still in the flesh. Uh, you're still walking in the flesh. The devil still has something on you to drag you down. It doesn't matter who you are. The devil has something on you. Something you did before, something you said before, something you thought before, the devil has it on you. Stay out of the depths. Stay close to the light. Like I said, when you get to that deep in the ocean, the depths there, there is absolutely no light. There's no light. And what do you find when there's no light? Coldness. Begins to get cold. You stay away from the light long enough, you start getting cold. You ever seen a cold Christian? They're real. There ain't something so deep in the sea you can't find them. They're real. A cold Christian. That's called they stay away from the light too long. You stay away from the light source and the heat source. It's cold down there. Let me just say this. The devil does not want you to come in the light. The devil wants to get you to stay away from the light. This is the light of God's house. This is where God is. The devil don't want you here this morning. You got to stay close. You got to stay close. Stay where the light is. You may you say, I've slipped into the depths of Satan this morning. Or I know someone who's slipping into the depths of Satan this morning. How do I get out? How do I get out of the depths? Is there any hope? 
Yeah, there's hope. There's hope. In fact, if you want to, turn to Jonah chapter 2. There's hope. There is hope for those who have slipped into the depths of the devil and they've gotten away from the light and they start getting cold. Jonah chapter 2. Then Jonah prayed unto the Lord his God out of his fish belly. That's a good start, pray. It's a good start, pray. And said, I cried by reasons of my afflictions to the Lord, and he heard me out of the belly of the hell and cried, I, and thou hearest my voice. You ain't so far that God cannot hear you. You ain't so deep that God cannot hear you. It may be dark, it may be cold, you might not be in the light, but you're not so far away that God cannot hear you. For thou hast cast me down in the deep in the midst of the seas, and the floods can pass me about, and all thy billows and thy waves can pass me over. Then I said, I am cast out of thy sight. Yet I will look again toward the holy temple. I will go back to church. I will get in church. I'm going to look to God. That's where God is at. I'm going to go right there. The waters can pass me about even to a soul. The depths close around me, me around about. The weeds were wrapped around my head. I went down to the bottoms of the mountain. Therefore her bars was about me forever. Yet hast thou brought up my life from corruption, O Lord my God. So far, Jonah has been going down, down, down. Then he started looking to the right place. He started calling on the right person and how God had turned him around. You say, preacher, is there hope for me? I say, there is. Uh, can I say we serve a God that specializes in reaching down farther than you can reach up? Uh, he reaches in the depths of the sea. If someone had, had, had seen your life 15, 20 years ago, they say, they'll never believe that you are what you are today. They, they would say there was no hope for you. But yet here you sit with a Bible in your hand. You're singing God's praises. You're giving glory to God. There is hope for you this morning. You say, who did all that? Who's that strong? Who's that mighty? To reach down in the depths and grab a hold of our lives. And put the pieces back together. And pull us out of the pit. I'm glad the devil can't hold you when God wants to lift you up. I'm glad the devil cannot hold you when God wants to lift you up this morning. You may have been slipping down. You may have been slipping away and, and just felt that coldness and that, that darkness in your life. Let me just say right now, there is still hope for you this morning. But you may know someone that has slipped away. You may know someone that's walking in the ways of the world that's slipping in the depths of hell. And you need to come and pray for them that help God to touch them. And God will reach down for them this morning. So let us stand this morning.